to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. excited I feel just like the glory of God today I was so excited like I had butterflies in my stomach I felt like I was going on a date with my husband which I am because it's my husband my true husband so I was very excited all day so I just want to pray Father God we just thank you we thank you so much for who you are you are the God of Abraham Isaac Jacob Israel we worship you we adore you we love you we give you all the glory and praise Holy Spirit have your way we just thank you for the word we thank you that it will never return void. We all touch and agree right now in Jesus' name that lives will be changed. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. We just thank you, Father. We cancel every assignment of the enemy over every single person's life here right now. We all touch and agree in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We cover everybody in the blood of Jesus Christ from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. We thank you, Father, that your word is true. We thank you that you are a good, good Father, and your word says you are not a God that you shall lie. We give you your word back to you, and we know that it has the power to perform itself, and we praise you. We just praise you. We just cover this place in the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit, you speak through me. You have my yes, and we just pray this in the perfect name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. So, I have notes. That's good, right? Doesn't mean I'm going to follow them because I've learned from some of my, my leaders that it doesn't mean you're going to be reading from them all the time. But I did want to talk about some really important things. I feel like it's important that you guys know my story. My little group knows my story. Testimonies are really, really important. You all need to know where I came from. You need to know the bondage that I was in. You need to know the um, abuser of grace that I once was as a believer and how I walk today in the kingdom because it's radical, it's ridiculously awesome, and I'm very excited to share that with you. And I feel like um, just even with our group, with what we do, they know my story, we know each other's story, and it edifies, it encourages, it builds each other up. So I'm gonna start you know, from childhood, really, and I wanna just share my heart. It's gonna be some, some of it's gonna be raw. Um, some of it's gonna be uncensored. We're gonna, I'm gonna tell you from my heart you know, what it was like from the beginning. So one of the first scriptures I want to start off with is 1 Peter 5.8, okay? Be sober, be vigilant, your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So the Strong's Concordance says sober is not intoxicated, free from illusion, be sober, unintoxicated, refers to having presence of mind, clear judgment, self-controlled, uninfluenced by intoxicants, means to have one's wits, faculties about them, which is the opposite of being irrational. To be calm and collected in spirit, to be temperate, dis dispassionate, circumspect, the word says to be sober in all things and at all times. So I want to start with that foundation because... I did get sober from influences, drugs and alcohol, but I was under the influence of many things. I didn't know that you could be under the influence of anger, fornication, lust, 
stealing, cheating, all of it. So, you know, I was a Christian. And then um, 1 Peter 4, 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So how did we get here today? I want to share a little bit about some of the lies that occurred in my childhood that just recently the Holy Spirit got to show me how important these lies were because I believed them and it's the opposite of who God says I am today. So these were rooted in childhood, okay? Um, so first things first, I wanna talk about that. And there were several important ones and I'm gonna leave the biggest one for later because that's the best redemption story. So we're gonna save that for last. But as a child, I was a target. Okay, I never understood why I was a target, right? But God has perfect plans for me. That's my life verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts and plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. In those days when you pray, I will be found by you. James wore that shirt and I thought, did you wear that for me today? Of course, he didn't even know. And before I tell you the lies, I opened up one of my um, notebooks today to look up sober because I wrote down the Strong's Concordance that I just read you guys. And I thought this was so beautiful. On February 12th, 2020, I wrote, Father God, please help me and teach me your way and your better way of life. Lord, help me understand the kingdom of God, the courts of heaven, I need you. And I thank you for teaching me by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I am so great. When I read that today, I thought, praise God. He has been teaching me. He is faithful, he is loyal, and he is a good, good father. So I was very excited today to be able to read that and know that he keeps his promises. His promises are yes and amen. So John 10, 10, the thief does not come to come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So line number one for me, which was a big one, was that I was musically challenged, okay? Oh, I love that I'm using a music stand tonight. You have no idea. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's really awesome. Um, so I loved music, but I couldn't play. Um, I played the clarinet, so something would happen with my fingers that no one could figure out why or what it was. So there was like a, a disability as a child that we couldn't figure out. Well, we know exactly. We know what it was. So um, another lie was that, we, was that I couldn't focus. Um, there was a comprehension issue. So I was in special ed, believe it or not. Um, I couldn't figure out or remember the notes. So I tried and I wanted to, but I just wasn't able to get to get it figured out, I couldn't play. So I got to the point where I stayed in music, but I didn't know how to play, so I faked it. Okay, that's not good, well, we'll get to that later. I pretended, huh, I was a phony, and no one even knew. So fast forward several years, I moved to Florida to start high school and get in the marching band. They don't play games down here, okay? This is a sport, marching band is a sport. Okay, it was an elective up there, it was just for fun, it was like what the cool kids did. I wasn't cool, but I wanted to be cool, so, yeah, it was an actual sport. When the clarinets weren't playing properly, we went down the line here. Down, each one individually. Okay, so they got to me, and guess who couldn't play? Me, I couldn't play. I was, it was traumatizing, right? It was horrible. So, um, yeah, I don't even know how I survived that, but I wound up getting private lessons, and I did learn, but then I gave it up shortly after that. So I always believed that music was not for me. I had failed that chapter of my life miserably, and there was never going to be any going back to it, okay? Ephesians 5, 17, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. 
Okay, so lie number two, I had a speech impediment. I love to talk, as you all well know, I love to talk. Um, I had a very serious speech problem. Um, I had to take, again, special ed classes to be able to even talk properly. My S's were off, so I would say snake or Shara. So it was, I was made fun of all the time. Um, it was embarrassing and, and shameful, and I really loathed speech class, because that's instead of going to recess, right, you had to go get your special ed. So line number three, I had no friends growing up. So for some reason, I was the outcast. I was bullied and tormented. We know why today, right, because God had huge plans for my life, has huge plans for my life. So if he can get you young, and you believe the lie young, and pull you off your course... He has you where he wants you. That's why you have to know the word. You have to stand on the word. It's the only thing that will change your mind is the word of God. So, and I didn't know the word growing up. We were Catholic, so it was different. Different. Let's leave that. Okay, I was bullied and tormented by kids, so my entire childhood. So it was horrible. I was a target, and I never knew why until more recently. Second Peter 3.3, 3, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts. And we just learned that recently in church. We were... Um, reading about that and that's really what was happening at a very young age there's no time in the spiritual realm so it doesn't matter how old I was and how old I am today the enemy knew I was a target right because I was called and picked by God called chosen I said yes to him so the Lord showed me recently like within the last year that these lies not only dictated my life but they were also planted in me so I could stay off course and out of my purpose and my calling that God has anointed me for. One night I was laying in bed and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and showed me two of these lies, right? The musically challenged and no friends growing up. And then he showed me my heart. The two things I love and enjoy more than anything on the face of this earth is to sing to God and to love on people. That's it right there. That's my heart. Uh, I love to sing songs and praises to the Lord. I have an audience of one. And I'm in my own glory and my own heaven when I get to sing and praise him, which is all the time. I don't stop singing ever. I wake up singing. All, it's all day in my spirit. Like, I can't stop. So when he showed me this lie and how I believed it as a child and I realized my heart for it, I thought, oh, my gosh, how incredible that had I not walked into the kingdom and really known the truth, right, that I would have stayed in a place of, well, I can't sing. It doesn't matter. It's not worth singing to God because I get, no, it's worth it. It doesn't matter what the enemy said. It doesn't matter what your childhood is. That's not an excuse. So today I choose to sing. Whether it sounds good or not, I don't care. I sing to the Lord. He loves it. And that's all that matters. So today I'm called to evangelize. I'm a fisher of men. So one of my main purposes on this earth is to help people into the kingdom of God. So before I really knew about the kingdom, I was just a typical Christian. Didn't really know who God was or who I was and who lived in me. But I wanted to know, which is beautiful, because my heart, I really did want more. But I didn't know how. I didn't know because I was abusing Things, influences, drugs, alcohol, men, whatever it was. I was not sober of sound mind. Um, yeah, so I wanted to know more. And in order for me to fulfill what the Lord has called me to do and has set me apart to do, I can't be afraid of people not liking me. And I just told somebody last week, I love people. I love people so much. I've never met a stranger a day in my life. I don't know what that is. I don't know who strangers are because I don't have any in my life. I love them so much. Not everybody loves me. That's okay. I don't need them to. As long as I love them, that's all that matters. And that's my heart. So, um, so yeah, they, they don't have... Okay, yeah, so sharing some of these core lies, I believed... I hope you can see now how the thief tried. He tried to steal, kill, and destroy what God anointed me for. And I always say, I'll catch him fishers of men. I'll catch them. Lou, you clean them. 
That's our thing. I'll catch them, you clean them. So praise God for that because, you know, I have no problem bringing them in. And then sometimes I'm like, here you go. Help this one renew their mind. You know, I'll get the next one. Here you go. And that's how it works. And it, praise God, it's working. People are getting made free. You know, so that's why the and testimonies are so unbelievably important, you know, where we came from. So um, I did want to share a little bit about when I got born again in 2008. Um, I didn't do drugs. I didn't do alcohol. I didn't do fornication. None of it. I was radically free, right? But I wasn't grown up in the Lord. So I had four years. I got baptized in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. I didn't have maturity in Christ. Nobody told me about the kingdom of God. This was not a teaching, okay? So I'm still trying to get something that I already have. And I was still striving and I'm seeking so one of the things that I sought after was a man. I went from, you know, relationship to relationship my whole life. But then when I got saved and I didn't, I didn't date or do anything for four years, and then it was a slow fade. You got to be careful where you put yourself and what you're listening to and what you're looking at with your eyeballs. Those eye gates and ear gates are very important in who you surround yourself with. So it was a slow fade. I had a, I had a drink. I had a beer. And then a beer was another beer. And then it was a boyfriend, okay? Not in the kingdom. So... After that, I, went, I went, ended up with Lenny, who was my fiance for several years. And we're going to make a really long story short, but that's the catalyst to where I am today. Um, he got diagnosed with brain cancer. So several years ago, maybe, I don't know, three and a half years ago, we're talking. Um, now, had I had been in the kingdom of God, I would have never been a psychopath because I was psychotic. Okay, I was the true definition of psychotic, which is relating to, denoting, or suffering from psychosis. That was me. Pastor Tom talks about when we don't know who we are in Christ, when we're not walking in the power and the anointing, we're trying to control everything. Okay, so I became God, and I tried to save this man's life to any degree, to any extent. It didn't matter what I did, because I, I would have killed because I was that sick. I was under the influence, okay? And you would have thought that I was the one that was diagnosed with brain cancer. So Lenny was my God. Control was my God. Adderall was my God drugs, alcohol, anything that could try to keep me feeling like I had some sense of purpose. Like my job was to keep Lenny alive because I truly believed in my psychosis that I had the power to do that. Now, had I been in the kingdom, we would have done this entirely differently and we would have known how to operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. But I didn't. I was a deceived Christian who was abusing grace and thought that I could sin and do what I wanted and it was okay and I was going to go to heaven. Now, where I would have went, had I died, I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm very grateful today that I didn't die, okay, because I was not living right and I was not living for God. I thought I was, but there's that distortion. That's why we have to be so careful what we believe. Um, it didn't end well, and that's okay. When you're dying, the last thing you want around is a psychotic woman, okay? Proverbs 27, 15 says, a continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. So his, him and his family had to pack me up and put me out. Like, it got so bad. I was not a part of Lenny's life at the end. I was not allowed at his funeral, okay? So... Kelly had some searching to do with herself because I still didn't see that I was the problem. It was still everybody else. So when you're under the influence of anything other than God himself, you're going to blame people, places, and things for things not going your way. And I am living proof. So the next verse of that, Proverbs 27, 17, is, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. I was not able to do that with Lenny then, but I am able to be that friend today. Praise God for that. Um, really awesome story about Lenny. At that point, I had two friends who I'm still very close with, Greg and Gail Dowd. 
who are big into deliverance ministries. And I did her hair for her wedding 10 years ago, nine years ago, and reached out to me when she found out Lenny had cancer. And she gave me a man's phone number three and a half years ago, almost four years ago. His name was James Wrench. Okay? I don't know any of you people. This is not my life yet. I have no clue. I'm still living sideways. And I never called the man. I never called him. I knew I should call him, but I just never called him. So, of course, here we, I meet Luann at some point, and she introduced me to James, and I go through the messages, and I'm like, is your phone number 772? And I read him, he's like, that's me. And I'm like, I was supposed to call you, but Lenny had already died. So it was like radical for me to see that, okay, so how did this come full circle? So praise God for that couple, because they were sowing into my life by sending me videos like the courts of heaven and how to pray in the courts of heaven. And I understood, I understood that. I was like, this is real. I want more of this, but I was still under the influence. I hadn't come out of that yet, right? So it's hard when you're not of sound mind to be able to hear God clearly. I mean, yes, he can use a donkey, don't get me wrong, but me, I was hearing demons and I thought it was the voice of God. Okay, so now when Luann told me that, I was very upset, I don't think I talked to her for a week because it was not okay. I did not believe that. But then as I got healthier and I really started walking in the kingdom, I thought, man, those demons do talk to you. (laughs) Especially when you're under the influence. So Lenny went on to be with the Lord. True story. We're going to get to all that too. You guys are going to love it. Um, And I was stuck with myself, right? It was a horrible place to be. Um, when you don't know who you are and I, you know, I did some drugs, I did a relationship, I did some thinking of how to end my life. It was really a horrible time. Um, I realized in between that period that I had a problem, you know, I, I wound up really having to take a look at myself. Um, after drinking one night, I took a gun out on somebody in my house and nobody was home. It was just me and him. And I would have never done that sober. And I had to Google how to open a revolver. Okay, so because I was so under the influence. Now, had anything had happened, that would have been premeditated. We all know that because it was on my history. And I just thank God that nothing happened because when you're that under the influence, you have given yourself over to the enemy. He has full reign to do what he wants with you. And I just praise God that nobody got hurt. And the next day, I was staring at a tree in my backyard and I realized, oh, I'm the problem. It's me. All these years, everybody's trying to tell me it was me. I had no idea. The revelation knowledge came. I had a window of opportunity to say, it's me. Oh my God, what do I do now? You know, and God was so gentle with me. He was so gentle. So I was able to take a look at myself and I wound up going to AA. Um, I followed that man that I had another, I went from one to one to one to the next two, went to that one. And then that one went to AA. And so I followed him into AA and that's where I wound up meeting Luann. So when she spoke and I had been going to every morning, I had been going to these meetings and I just knew I had to go. I had to just not drink this day and not take Adderall today. That was just my thing. I didn't have a problem with the drinking. That wasn't really my issue. My issue was way deeper, which we will learn about. Um, but I didn't know that. So we had to start small, right? We had to start with the, with the little things. But there was power in her words when she talked. So I'd watch her from across the room and I'd be like, I've heard a lot of people and nobody's talking like her. Okay, I've been coming every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I wound up quitting my jobs. I got healthy, you know, so I was around a lot of people in, in the program. Um, there was something so different, and plus I had never met anybody with a Jesus tattoo besides myself, so I was very intrigued. Um, she wasn't, like, super friendly when I met her. That's okay. So I was, um, like, really excited. I'm like, you know Jesus! And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. 
And I'm like, I love Jesus. And I'm like, so excited. She's like, okay. I'm like, can I have your phone number? Like, can we get together? You know, like I'm all excited, but she gets, she would be getting this all the time with people come, trying to come in her life and, you know, they didn't really want help. They just wanted to waste her time, which, you know, we know all about. So I was just, you know, she didn't know me. Um, we started a friendship, right? And then she started to tell me a little bit about myself. That did not go over well. Because don't you know I'm perfect? Like, didn't you guys know? I mean, my perfect choices got me to where I was the day that we started working together, you know? Um, so it was a little bit hard for me. Um, I knew God, right? That was the one thing I had, like, walked in with some pride. I knew God. Oh, these people in AA, they don't know God. I know him. At least I know him. I have a prayer language. I speak in tongues. I have the Holy Ghost, right? Well, Luann wanted to bring that up a little deeper with me and asked me if my life looked like I knew God. Did my life look like I knew Jesus? And does your life look like you're operating in the Holy Ghost? And I said, no, it doesn't look like that at all. And so it really triggered something. I got angry. I was very angry. See, when, when the truth is presented, 98% of the time since I've been exposed to it with people they get upset they get offended now when God brings people into my life and they get offended very quickly I have to remember where I was with this one in the beginning because it was a divine assignment and the enemy tried to destroy it with my help I uh, it was me too so um I wasn't operating the Holy Ghost yes so the answer was no so we started working together more and more and I wanted what she had I didn't know what it was at the time but I wanted it I just really wanted it. I wanted to be around her. Even though I didn't like what she had to say to me, it was really hard to swallow because truthfully, just like Pastor Tom talks about, my theology was getting all messed up. You know, God is in control of everything. He can, he's going to do it. I don't have to do it. He's going to do it. You know, so to hear the truth coming at me and my spirit now, I'm sober. I'm not putting in alcohol and drugs and for a little while, we weren't doing fornication, so I had a little window of opportunity to be able to think and, and see here clearly. Um, I, was, I was rocked. There was, some, there was some rocking going on in my world, okay? I had been a believer, what, since 2008, and my theology was way different. Um, I didn't understand what I know today. Thank, praise God for this church and the people in it. Um, and then I had an opportunity to pass a test, and I didn't pass it, which we're going to get into that in a little bit. And it was... Uh, a really a serious time for me because I had to make a choice and Charlena talked about that a couple weeks ago and I was listening to her teaching while I was cleaning that's very important making choices right we're either in or we're out there's no in between I used to live in between I'm a Christian I'm going to heaven I steal I do drugs I fornicate okay so scripture says no scripture says not happening okay so I want to give you a little bit of the Luann testimony because you guys need to know where, where I came from here. I didn't just walk into this church because I loved Luann. I hated Luann, okay? I didn't like her, I, and I spoke very badly of her. I, when I tell you I hated her, I had hatred in my heart. It wasn't Luann. It was the truth, okay? I hated that somebody was telling me the truth. Where were the rest of the people, right? Why wasn't everybody else telling me this truth? Why all of a sudden are you telling me? So we went to lunch. We would do coffee and lunch and all that after meetings, and, oh, my so naive, right? I was telling her about my life. I was in this relationship. It wasn't really working out. I followed him into the program because I thought that, you know, he didn't want to drink. I thought, oh, I don't have a problem. He has the problem, right? Of course, God checked me in real quick with myself, and I was like, oh, I do have a problem. It is me. 
maybe I won't drink today, you know? So praise God I didn't. And I got to tell her, oh, we're both Christians. You know, we love God. We go to church and, you know, but we're fornicating and we're not married, you know? She's like, okay, so God's a liar? And I'm like, what? She said, so God is a liar. You're telling me God's a liar. And I said, I never said God was a liar. Those words didn't come out of my mouth. She goes, what you're telling me is you know it's wrong to be having sex before marriage and you're doing it anyway and you think it's okay. And I said, well, I'm under grace. <laughs> I did. I believed this. I believed the lie, okay? Praise God that somebody told me the truth. So we, you know, we battled it a little bit at lunch. We bet because I was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just, I could say sorry. And no, you can't. That's not how this works. You're deliberately sinning. You are doing this on purpose. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want to talk to this lady anymore. I want to go do my life. Right. Even though I didn't, I didn't really want to go do my life. I really wanted to do something different. So she explained to me when we talked about it in scripture, it's in scripture. Okay. She said, so is God going to come back down here and change his word to make you comfortable? And I had this, like the power of God. I mean, yeah, I was angry because I knew that I had just been rocked. Like, no, I guess he's not coming. He's not coming here back. He's not going to change the word for me. He's not done it yet, so he's not going to do it. And it just, my head was like, tilt, tilt, tilt. I was so confused because I knew it was the truth, but then why am I walking sideways, right? Why? Why am I doing that? So I had an opportunity to choose God, and I did. I chose him, okay? But then there was a man, another man, just guys, if you're single, keep your eyes on the Lord. He'll bring you. It'll happen. He's the matchmaker, not you. Oh, my goodness. So we're in the meeting. We're doing our AA meeting. And I have six months sober, like to the day, six months. And somebody walks in, and I thought, mm, him. I'm going to marry him. I picked that one. Okay, maybe there was like 12 days sober. Okay, and I said to Luann, oh, I want to get to know him. She's like, what are you doing? That's the cart before the horse. I said, no, it's not. I just want to get to know him. Okay, your motives are not pure, right? But I wasn't healthy enough. I was still one way. I still had two feet, one over here, like the fence, the fence, the barbed wire fence. I was stuck in the middle. That was me. And I just really was excited because I was like, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do it right this time. I'm going to just get to know somebody as a friend. Well, I didn't take her advice. She told me I wouldn't be doing that if you... When God has somebody for you, he will bring him to you when you're both ready. Do you really think you're ready and he's got 12 days or 12 hours, whatever it is? Do you think he's ready? And I was like, no. No, but you never know. We'll just be friends. So I didn't take the advice and a bunch of us wound up going out to eat. Um, and it was Christmas two years ago. Praise God. He, there's a quickening that happens when you get in the kingdom. He takes you out. There's a quickening that happens when you line up with the kingdom of God. I'm so grateful for that. So two years right now, we're going out to eat with a bunch of people. And I was so excited to tell Luann. I picked the person up because, you know, they didn't drive. So be very careful what I say. Amen. Right. But I was like, ah, this is going to be God. Well, when you're under the influence, you don't know what's what. So we go out to dinner with a bunch of people and I, you know, take them back home and it's totally fine. And I was very excited to tell Luann about this, you know, in a couple days. And we're in the meeting and we're cleaning up the coffee and I'll never forget it. This was when, when I tell you I was under the influence like that of the enemy. It happened, it happened so fast and I was sober, okay? 
This is my whole point is for you guys to understand that it doesn't matter if you're not drinking or drugging. The enemy comes in, right? If you let him, there's a crack. And I told her what I did. I was excited. We went to dinner. It was no big deal. And she said, you let the enemy in. And I was like, don't you tell me about the enemy. I know all about the enemy. I was angry. I mean, I cursed her and I was done. That was it. So then I have to take it to a whole other level. And I start going all over AA and telling everybody what a religious fanatic, Luann Linekin, you're not supposed to use last names because it's anonymity. I want to hurt her so bad. You guys have no idea the hatred I had. It was evil. It was so not of God. Thank God I know that today. I went and I told everybody what a lunatic this lady was. Stay away from her. Don't talk to her. She's crazy. I mean, she's one of those religious fanatical, I mean, I just trashed the woman's name. I trashed her name. I mean, I was so mad at her. I was so upset. I told people at a whole other Bible study, not even a part of AA, about this woman. Because we all ran into them while I was with Luann one time. And they were like, how's that religious crazy lady? And I'm like, that's her right there. It's her. You know, but thank God Luann knew. So, so friendship over, done, okay? This is how the enemy tries to, when we are assigned people, right? He tries to come in, steal, kill, and destroy. So now all of a sudden, uh, I'm, I'm going up to Gainesville to go hang out with my new boyfriend, right? I said I wasn't going to do anything. I was going to live and serve God. I made a choice, but I had no support. Now there's no fellowship because I cut out my people and I only told one or two people and they're like, you're crazy. You don't need to be doing this because I was trying to do something different. I wanted to be around people in that were sober that were not doing what I used to be doing. They weren't out sleeping around. They weren't out smoking marijuana they weren't doing these things. They, I just came out of bondage, so I, I couldn't find anybody but her. She's the only one that was doing what we're supposed to be doing in the program, and I had sponsors that were doing their own thing, and I couldn't be under it, and I didn't understand what under somebody meant, but I couldn't be under them, so I was like sponsorless for a little while, and I, went, I wound up going up to, uh, to Gainesville and spending time with this person, and, and there was nothing, no shenanigans, okay? And I come back to Stewart, and now all of a sudden, this is in one week, okay? Now I'm moving to Gainesville. So I start packing my stuff. We're moving to Gainesville. We have a boyfriend, and we're going to start a life together, right? Not of God. This is not of God. Oh, he's a Christian, just like I was a Christian. Yeah, it sounds good. I go to church. I read the word. Okay. You will know them by their fruit. Remember, you will know them. Not plastic fruit, not rotten fruit. It's got to be good fruit. Good, juicy, delicious fruit, Okay. Signs and wonders need to be following. Yeah. So, so now I pack up my stuff and I head back to Gainesville. Now I bring in not a lot of my stuff. Oh, a lot of it, not all of it. And within an hour of being there, the man proposes. I say yes. <laughs> Ooh, girl, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> yeah, this is where it gets real, like, right? Because uh, I'm totally under the influence of not God, any, not God, period, right? So... Um, I stepped out, so I, now I'm sober from the alcohol and the drugs, right? But I went into fornication, right? And it was an immediate step out of my anointing. I felt the separation of God like I have never, ever in 33 years felt separation because I was sober. I knew there was something really wrong. There was something really wrong in a way that I, I can't put into words what happened, but it felt as if I had just done the worst drug in the world and then some. There was, no, there was no words to put into what I was experiencing. 
and I knew, okay, I came out of this lifestyle. What am I doing? Now there's nothing to take because I made a, I made my mind up. I'm sober. I'm not going to drink or drug over this, but what am I doing? And I missed God. I missed the anointing. And you know what? So funny. The man was like, you're different. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, because I'm not anointed. I'm not in that anointing. I, I chose another life apart from God. I chose an idol. Okay. And it happened quickly for me. So I'm headed home very shortly after that, and I'm just praying, and I'm asking God, what do I do? What do I do? I want to serve you. I don't know what to do. I don't know. How did I get into this mess? How did this happen to me again? And I just trusted that God was going to, he was going to show me what to do, and I was going to do it. And within two days, I think, that person relapsed. And I was like, see you later. Bye. Here's the ring. That was it, right? I was, it was okay. I didn't have, there was no hard feelings. I mean, I still pray for the man, run into him every once in a while. I wish him well. I mean, I'm so grateful that there's no animosity, but I was able to come back in to our group. Our group had just started. This was two years ago. We had, I think, one or two weeks of kingdom recovery. Nobody really knew what had happened. Nobody really knew that nobody knew except for one person. I got engaged after two and a half weeks or whatever it was, three weeks. Um, and I came back in to Luann's kitchen and I let her know. I mean, I just, I saw everybody. It was all women at the time. I came in and I was like, I have trashed your name. I have told everybody in AA what a freak you are to stay away from you. I have told everybody that you're a crazy lady. I got engaged. I stepped out of alignment. I was in sin and I'm here and I'm ready to serve God. Boom. I made my mind up. That was it. And she made it very clear that the enemy knew how to get me. He used a diamond, like the size of a pencil point. He used a diamond. It's a very tiny, oh, super tiny, whatever. When she said that, I thought, how is that possible? And she goes, because the enemy knows you. He knew what to do to pull you off course. And it, it just hit me. Like, he knows me that well. Like, he, I didn't understand the kingdom. I didn't understand that there are spiritual and supernatural laws that line up in a kingdom with a king as your head of the government. And that when I step out, the enemy has full reign. I didn't understand that. So I, I felt scared, like a, a healthy scared, like I want to live to serve God and God only. I don't want to go through this again. Praise God, I haven't had to because I made my mind up. N- absolutely not. We're not doing that again. So I was really um, grateful that she didn't care. She didn't, it didn't, bo- didn't phase her. She's like, oh, you said all those things? Really? I mean, months later, the repercussions when we'd run into people at Hobby Lobby and they would see her and not know it was her, that this woman I used to, be- I mean, I don't remember the things I said about her, okay? When that's how under the influence I was of the enemy, that I was cursing somebody's name and reputation in a way that I don't remember. People told me what I said about her. And I was like, that wasn't me. Right, so then I'm starting to invite all these beautiful women to our group, and they're like, "The crazy religious lady? We're not coming." No, you said she was not stay away from her. So how the enemy tried, right, to divide with my mouth. See, I was in agreement with the enemy, okay, and it could have destroyed what God had tried to put in place for us because I'm the one that stepped out of alignment. So I had to let these people know, no, it's okay. You can trust her. I had to repent. Nobody was teaching me how to repent. I'd go out to lunch and she'd tell me to repent. And I was like, ew, what is that? What do you mean? I felt naked. I felt vulnerable. I was embarrassed. And I didn't know what to cover myself with. Like, come out from behind the bush, Kelly. I was like, no, I don't know how. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you say, Father God, repent. And I'm like, Father God, 
She's like, no, you say, Father God, I repent. And I was like, Father God, I repent. And it was just a cleansing, but a vulnerability that I've never felt before. And I didn't like it because I felt naked. I felt like exposed for the first time. And that really helped me because there was no repenting before. I messed up. I was in sin. I wasn't apologizing. Help me, God. Help me get out of this mess. You know, it was like, help me, God. I don't know how I got here. Yeah, well, now we know how we got there. So Proverbs 26, 28. A lying tongue hatheth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth will ruin. Proverbs 28, 25. He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Luann did not care because she knew who she was. She did not care what I said about her to the people in AA. She didn't even care about what I said to her about her to the women in, you know, that were potentially coming to the group. Some were in the program, some weren't. It didn't matter. Even the other Bible study, it never changed her opinion of me. It never changed how she loved me. She was literally unfazed. And I was, I come out of that fear of man and people pleasing. So I'm like, what is wrong with her? I don't think this is normal because it should affect, you should be angry with me, but she didn't care. Okay. So that to me, I was like, I want what she's got. I want to be that free that it doesn't matter if people hate me and trash my name. I know who I am. I wasn't there. Okay. So it was so attractive. Like it says, Oh, taste and see. I want that. And then there was that peace that came when I would hang out with her and I could never figure out what it was about her. Right? We're going to get there. I'll let you know because I learned here in this church. So Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lavaciousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now that was my lifestyle, and I'm here to tell you that I was not in the kingdom of God, and I was also not being told that there is such a kingdom that we get to live in and manifest and be able to give God the glory. So James 5, 6, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So another thing that Luann helped me with, which in the beginning was very, very difficult because I didn't understand. There was a lot of distortion. So when you have years of distortion and then praise God, I'm healed but there was some psychosis due to the drug use, right? I had some mental stuff. Praise God, I don't, but I did in the beginning before I knew who I was. Um, and I want to just say I'm free from all drugs, medications, and I'm not putting anybody down if they're on it. I just know that I needed to get right with God, and then I didn't need the antidepressants, the anti-anxieties. I didn't need all of the stuff anymore because I got right with God. There was no more separation. So praise God, he made me whole. I'm made in his image. So Luann asked me one time, is there Adderall in heaven? I was like, well, I guess that would be a no again, right? I was like, wow, nobody's ever asked me that before. And in the beginning, I had a really hard time with I am powerless over alcohol. My life has become unmanageable. I was not powerless over alcohol, so I didn't understand. So she was like, you're godless and your life is unmanageable. And I was like, I know God. I'm not godless. Like, but she's like, you don't know God. If you knew God, you'd be living for God. And she was right, but that was very hard at the time. Very difficult for me. And then more so recently when we we're helping people, we put Holy Spiritless. Maybe they do know God, but are they operating in the power of the Holy Ghost? 
half the time they're not. And that's why when we're in these programs and these places that we get to, now that I know the truth, I can present the truth. How do you present something that you don't even know exists or you don't know? It's not a revelation. It wasn't a revelation for me. Um, so she explained to me that the Holy Spirit is not getting high and the Holy Spirit is not fornicating. So when I want to put things, Holy Spirit's not stealing. The Holy Spirit's not cussing up a storm. The Holy Spirit's not angry. So I had to put that into perspective and say, how do I want to live my life? If I want to operate in the power of the Holy Ghost, I have to remember these things. And that was the beginning for me. It helped me so much. And then the other thing that really um, had to bring me back to, to like level playing field here was that God was not in control. I didn't know that. I told her during a hurricane, I was at her house and I was like, well, God's in control of everything. And she corrected me really quickly. And I sat on that couch and I, everything that I thought was ruined, was rocked over, game over. And I thought, well, I have believed lies my whole life, lies. You know, because I'm thinking God's gonna come and do it again. He's gonna come, he can, he can stop this hurricane. And she explained how our prayers, we have power and authority. And I was, I don't believe I was coming here yet. I don't think so. But I was very, very confused at that point. See, you, Pastor Thomas even said, when people get here and they say they're confused, he's like, no, 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 you're not confused. This is the truth. You've been confused. Now I'm just sharing the truth with you. Now you got to get right with the truth. So that's how I felt when she's sharing about God's under control. Yes, God is sovereign, but he's not, gonna, he's not in control. He's not coming back to change things. He's coming back to judge the earth. Okay, I believed he was in control. So then another thing that helped me to where I am today is that God doesn't care about my emotions. Not that he, did, he made them, okay? They're signs and symptoms of where I am. But see, I was under the impression that because I was one way one day, and then another day I was this way, and then Friday I was cuckoo, that that's how God was. I didn't know that God was stable in all his ways. I had no, I was not stable. I was an unstable, wishy-washy, tossed to and fro human being. You never knew what you were gonna get with me. One day I could be crazy, and the next day I could be sweet as pie. You know, it's a horrible way to live. <laughs> so true it's horrible Lenny used to the woman I am today is the woman Lenny knew I could be but I mean he didn't know what he was going to get on any given day so you can't blame somebody for being afraid for their life you know when you're psychotic praise God we're free so he does give us emotions right to signs and symptoms know where we're at but he's not a God of emotions he's a God of fact and he's a God of truth and I didn't know that so I also didn't know that there was a kingdom and that there was a king and his decrees. I didn't know that once the king says something, what he says goes. So when I was hearing this, I thought I could picture the kingdom. Okay, there's a kingdom and what he says goes. So if he changes his word, that makes him an unstable king, an unstable God. And God's not unstable and he is not a God that he shall lie. And his yes is a yes and his no is a no. And my yes is supposed to be a yes and my no is supposed to be a no. And again, that rocked me a little bit because I was starting to see the patterns of instability and the, the distortion of, of lies that I believed is truth that had almost taken me out. I was at the end, okay? I was ready to, to end my life. I was over it. I didn't want to live anymore. I couldn't, I was a lost cause. I felt like there was no hope and I knew Jesus. I mean, think about that. That's such an oxymoron. It was at the end of my life and I knew Jesus. No, I didn't know the truth. The bottom line, I didn't know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. I didn't know that God. So I'm grateful today. And I also started church hopping a couple years ago looking for a husband. So I started going to church, not to know the Lord. No, we were going to check out men. So, oh, I'm going to church, going to church. But I wasn't going for the right motive. 
And there was a day where Luann, again, spoke into my life and told me that I needed to make a decision and make a commitment to go to church. And I was like, who does this woman think she is? She has crossed the line now. She took it way too far. You're not going to tell me that I need to go to church every Sunday. I'm under grace. I don't need the church. I am the church. Okay, I'm the church, right? Because there's some people that may believe that and I didn't believe that I needed to be in a body I didn't need to believe that I had to be held accountable I didn't need to believe I didn't believe I had to be under somebody so she's like I don't care where you go just pick a church and make a commitment because you're having an issue with God in your commitments and I didn't want to make a commitment to God I wanted to do what I wanted to do but I was a little bit healthier than previously I was sober and single but I was still my motives weren't pure so she said, I don't care where you go, just make a decision. So I was like, I'll try Treasure Coast Victory Center one time, you know, make her happy and let's see what it's all about. You know, I didn't really, you know, I really didn't know. Because apparently there weren't very many young people here, so I wanted nothing to do with it. Because I specifically asked her, oh, they're like good looking men, you know. <laughs> no, Kelly. No, they're not. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to go there, you know. But I came. Praise God I came, right? So I did, I showed up here, praise God I showed up, and I realized that, you know, when you're working a program with people, there is a trickle-down effect, okay, so I didn't want to be under certain women that were doing things with other people and not, maybe they weren't drinking, but they were getting high, I didn't want to be under that, God is so good that he made it very clear to me, you don't want that, so when I came here is when I figured out that there was an anointing on Luann. I couldn't figure out what it was. What is that? What is that that I want to be around her? What is that that when she speaks, there's power? What is going on? And then I met Pastor Tom. And I thought, oh, this is where it's going to be at, right here, right? The head. It started at the head. God is the head. And then it trickles on to Pastor Tom. And then guess who's under Pastor Tom? Little Lou, right there. And I figured it out, and I thought, this is for real. This is real life right here. I, so I witnessed it, so I didn't know these people. You know, I didn't know the church. I didn't know Pastor Tom uh, before this. So I started to witness. And then in the program, you do a fourth step. And I was ready after about a year of sobriety. I was ready to do the fourth step, which, praise God, I did it with somebody more spiritually mature than me because a lot of people get into pickles because it's a spiritual process. This is about the Holy Spirit revealing and convicting where you've gone wrong, resentments, bitterness, and, and unforgiveness, and what your part is. And you have to forgive people, places, and things. You have to forgive yourself, but you have to let God judge you first. And so thank God I went to somebody more spiritually mature that had been doing this. I had no clue what I was walking into. I thought I was just going to be doing this, this thing that we all do in the program. Well, what we did was a deliverance. And we sat there for about six hours. And I did the worst one first, which was Lenny, and he had already passed, you know. And we just went down the list. And, and I had to look at myself. And I had to say, God, this is who I've been. You know, you already know. But now it's time that I come clean to you. And it happened to be with another person. That's a part of the process. You don't do it alone. See, she helped me turn the mirror around and look at myself, which you don't do when you're a human. Somebody sometimes has to tell you, look at the mirror. It's a reflection. You know, and the, the word is a mirror. We got to look into the word. What's going on? It's going to show us. It's going to reveal to us what is going on if we allow it, if we let the Holy Spirit speak to us and we're willing to take a look and stop blaming everybody. So as we're doing this deliverance, I had demonic spirits physically leave my body with each, each thing 
that I had to let go of, and then we replace it with the word of God. With the word. So what does God say about me? He says I'm made perfect in his image. I'm made, I was wonderful. He has perfect plans for me. So all the lies, we took them out, and all the bitterness, the spirit of bitterness, spirit of rejection, spirit of abandonment, spirit of trauma, self-pity, depression, all of it. There was some occult stuff in there. It had to go. And then the word came in. And I, when I tell you I felt something I've never felt in my entire life, and I experienced a freedom that was actually uncomfortable for me in the beginning. There was so much peace, I didn't know what to do with it. I went home that night. I was supposed to spend an hour with God. I went home. I spent that hour. I went to bed. I woke up a brand new woman. I was never the same woman after that. And when things happened, when they were supposed to rattle me, there was peace. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm cuckoo now. It's all over. I'm a robot. I had to call people. I should be angry. There's peace. I don't understand. I didn't know what was happening. That's how we're called to live. I had so much deliverance that when I had a trial or a tribulation, I was like, okay, we got this, God. It's you and me. We could do it. Like, not angry, not scared that the spirit of fear left. I stopped waking up every morning with, life is over, because that happened since I was a child, and it left. It was gone. Then I started meeting with James, and we did deeper deliverance. We started really getting in with deliverance, and we started pulling the spiritual roots out even deeper because I was ready. See, before that, I wasn't ready. I didn't even know there was something wrong with me. I thought that's how I was supposed to be my whole life. Then I meet Christians today, oh, praise God, that do not believe in deliverance. And that's, those are the ones that need deliverance, okay? So I'm just letting you know from somebody who has been delivered from demonic oppression, when somebody says to me they don't believe in it or they don't need it, there are some things that got to go like now, okay, because Jesus was casting out demons. That's, I mean, I, this is my calling, okay? When, when God brings me people, he brings me two types of women. Go figure, women who have an addiction to men, some sort of addiction, relationships, and women who can't get off Adderall. There's no coincidence here. God is very detailed in what he does and who he brings me because he knows that I've gone through it. He knows that there's a process. See, you don't get a platform without a process, right? It's, I had to go through it, it wasn't fun. And there was a lot of gutting, a lot of gutting processes in the, in the process of getting to where I am today, the covenant that I had to make with God. Like I chose to not, there was one day I chose, I'm going home and I'm gonna get on a dating website and I'm gonna pick out my husband and that's it, God, I'm doing it. And he said, no, you're not. And I said, yes, I am. This was about a year and a half ago. And I cried because he said no. And I said yes. And I was just on the drive home. I'm doing it. I know what I want and I'm going to do it. And he said, why? Why are you going to do that? And I said, because I don't trust you. I don't trust that you're really going to bring me the man that you have for me. I got to take matters into my own hands. I got to control it. And I just let, me just, let me just do it. Let me just go on. It was like a fix. It was horrible. And so I made a decision on the way home. I was not going to do it. And I sat in that house for three days and cried. And then I tell you, there was a covenant that was made. It was physical. It was painful. It was one of the most painful things I've ever gone through in my whole life. I cried for three days. I felt like I was dying because I couldn't do what I want to do. I couldn't get my way. I always got my way. That's how I got in the messes that I got in my whole life because I just did what I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. And that weekend, I chose God. 
And what, what happened after that was nothing short of a miracle because he has showed me the power of what happens when you line up with him, his will, his word, and his kingdom. I don't have to search. I don't have to go through all that pain anymore. That was gone. I went through it. I made a covenant with God. When they cut the animals in the Old Testament, their guts were ripped out, okay? My guts were ripped out. It was horrible. But now I get to help these women that go through the same thing. I get to help them experience that process with love and compassion, which is not something I really ever had. Hence, when Lenny was dying, we weren't very nice. You know, somebody was dying, and it was all about me. So, um, let me see. Gutting process, we talked about that. Oh, the lie. We got like five minutes. The lie that I saved for later, praise God, this is amazing, was that I needed to be married and have children in order to be okay, in order to be worthy, in order to be successful as a woman, I needed to be married and have children. Well, Praise God that today I'm single, sober, and celibate after two years, okay? So praise God that the miracle I received was freedom in Christ. I don't search. I don't need to date. God has fulfilled me. I'm no longer searching for the outside to, to fill me and make me whole. I always thought you needed. If you didn't get married and have a family, there's something wrong with you. Well, God's using me pretty mightily as a single woman, and I'm very grateful for that because I don't know where I'm going to be at that time when God brings me somebody. I have to be faithful with where he's called me to be right here tonight at almost 8.30 p.m., trusting him that he has perfect plans for me. He promised me. And of course, James is always reminding me that the enemy wants to send people to you that are not from God. There's always a counterfeit. And I have to be very careful, you know, because I, I trust James. I trust Luann. And there's no need. I don't have that desire. Like, I'm, if I don't get married, my life is over. My life is not ever over. It's eternal. It continues on. You're not married in heaven anyway. Pretty sure you said it two weeks. I was like, yeah, praise God. We got to talk about this. Amen. You know, like, it's okay. Like, I have to be faithful and true to my one true husband. And that's what this two-year process is. But I had to put God first. I had to understand, what does the king say? What does the word say about the kingdom of God? Who is God, really? And who does he say that I am? Because without that, I'm going to be searching for all the external. I'm going to be searching for people, places, and things to fill a void that only God can fill, right? Because we lost dominion. We lost authority, but we have it now. So now I get to walk in. If I don't like something, I don't have to do it. Nobody gets to manipulate me into making me do anything that I don't want to do. I, get to, I have a say today. I make a choice. Yes, I'm going to do this. No, I'm not going to do this. And that was it for serious choices. I had to make serious choices to live for God and his kingdom, to live for or to live for Kelly and the kingdom of darkness, I chose him. And I did make a choice to start coming here and not looking for a husband, but to serve the one true husband. And as I watched the church family, as I watched what God really does when you line up with his kingdom and his word, everything changed. I was searching for this. What, what we learn here and what Pastor Tom teaches, I was seeking and begging God for. I was praying a year ago when I started coming or a year and a half ago, I was asking God, I want more. I need more. And he is faithful. He gives us more. Um, I wanted, I wanted the anointing and I wanted what pastor Tom and Luann had James, you guys, I wanted when, as I started watching, so I'm an observer. Okay. I want to see if your mouth lines up with your walk. What are you doing behind closed doors? How do you treat people? Are you mean to the waitress? Do you help people in need? I want to see, is it all just for show? Because, you know, I was all for show. So I'm a little bit sensitive to the phonies. I was a phony my whole life. So manipulation and phoniness, I, I get, you know, there's... 
there's discernment there. God will show me. So when I get to watch people truly walking out their purpose and walking in alignment with the kingdom of God and who God has called them to be, there is no be better place to be. There is no, everything I've ever wanted and dreamed of, I have today. Every single thing. I have peace. I have hope. I have joy. I'm excited every day of my life. People ask me, what are you on? The Holy Ghost. I mean, if you don't know, you have to know. You got to get filled up, right? Because I can't leave here and go do drugs or go rob my friend and then want to come back here on Sunday and tell you guys that I'm walking in the power and the anointing. It doesn't work like that. You will know them by their fruit. But I didn't know that spiritually mature people saw right through me. And now today, because you have the discernment, you get to see right through people. God will show you, but it's to help them. It's not to hurt anybody. And I, I'm so grateful that we're taught here to be raised up. Let's help people grow up. I needed help. Somebody had to show me how to grow up and she did it in love even though it was hard. But then as I started really walking in the power and walking in in, in his word and it came like a 3D pop-up book. Now I don't just say I know Jesus. I live the life that Jesus has called me to live today and I'm grateful and I love you guys and I'm we're like two minutes past so praise God. I just think I'm so excited. Like, and I also, if you, if any of you need prayer or any of you need to talk at some point, you get my phone number. Come find me. My calling is to lay hands, cast out demons, help you grow up in Christ, right? Because when he takes you out of the pit and brings you out of that and then you walk in freedom in the promised land, it is now my job to help the next person. I don't get to keep this to myself, okay? People helped me get to where I am today and it's now my job to help the next person and that's why I really felt like it was important for you guys to know where I came from. I didn't come from some beautiful, fun-filled Christian past. I came from torment and bondage and God took me out of it and I came from a place of making really horrible choices and today I get to choose God and it's the kingdom. I heard somebody say recently, it's not all about the kingdom and I said, oh, it's all about the kingdom. That's it. There's no other way. I have the solution to every single human being's problem on the face of this earth. I carry the answer me I carry you you all of you you carry the answer when people come to you they're seeking the answer I was seeking my whole life today I have it it's my job to give it not keep it to myself so praise God I'm going to pray us out I love you guys thank you for letting me share my story with you oh father God you are so good we just love you we praise you we just thank you so much father that your word will never return void we just thank you for your love. We thank you that you're a good, good father. We thank you that you convict us by the power of the Holy Ghost and that you show us what does not line up with your kingdom. And we just ask right now, we all are just gonna touch and agree. Anything, anything, Father, that does not line up with your will, your word, your kingdom, I just pray right now that the Holy Spirit would convict us, that you would show us any area in our minds, any, any thinking that is not of you, God, that is not coming from your will or your purpose anything that's from the enemy it has to go just show it to us so that we can repent father god so that we can walk back in alignment with you so that we can continue to live in the fullness of you father god and we just praise you i just pray that every single word would grow roots deep down into everybody's spirits that they would just meditate on your word that you would reveal mysteries that only your holy spirit can reveal and we just thank you and again we just cancel every assignment of the enemy anything that he tries to steal right now we cancel that right this second we 
touch and agree. We thank you so much for the anointing. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost and the gift of the Holy Spirit. I just pray, Father God, that people would be filled up right this second, just filled up to overflow, that that joy that can only come from you would overtake them, Father God. And we just pray this in your precious, perfect, and holy name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. I love you guys. Shall